Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. My Robert LaRoz by, and I'm right away, go. We invaded airwaves. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live on the airwaves right now and we have a live show to get to as we normally do. Around the 8.45 mark of the show, I got two special guests with me. I got my man Nathan Ali and Gary Martin in the studio. We're here to talk about some music and all that good stuff. But on top of that, we also have a lot of pressing matters to attend to on the show as well, which include... Drake responding some responding to some details in regards to the whole Pusha T situation. We got Nicki Minaj throwing more shade at Cardi B. And also we got to talk about Vic Mensa and some words that he had for Triple X Tentacion. So clearly we have a lot of uh you know beefy matters to discuss on the show today, you know. Whole lot of grade A beef, a whole lot of protein to put into our systems. But before we get to all of that. You guys already know how I like to start the show, man. I got some stuff to get off my chest. So on that note, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. So if you have been living under the rock for the last, what, two days or so, and you are living not only in the city of Toronto, but in the country of Canada, so whether you're in Vancouver, Montreal, it doesn't matter. You have already heard that marijuana is now legalized in the entire nation of Canada. That is right. Canada is only the second nation on the planet Earth to legalize that, the first one being Uruguay. And a lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people turned up in Toronto. And it's going to be a really good thing that I believe for not just the city, but for the country as well. So a lot of people are obviously going to have some questions about it as far as how it's going to be regulated is it going to be overly policed how do they how are they going to compare it to other i guess you could say quote-unquote controlled substances like alcohol for example all that stuff so first and foremost let's let's just get the cat out of the bag it's about damn time all right it's about damn time that marijuana was legalized i mean it took long enough especially when you consider the fact that the medicinal properties of marijuana have done so much to aid people's sicknesses and health and what have you so that's one thing another thing is now that it is legalized are there going to be certain restrictions on it like what is the age limit going to be for to actually purchase you know marijuana and like what kind of marijuana can people buy does it have to be for medicinal grade uh, can you grow your own marijuana, which a law will be put in a place they can grow up to about two cannabis plants, you know, per per seeding, I guess. Um, but you may need a license for that. I'm not sure. But again, there's still some more details to iron out with that. What I want to know in particular is this for all the people who were arrested for marijuana charges. Are they now going to be pardoned? And uh, our prime minister, Pierre, or Justin Trudeau, rather has stated that they are looking to uh, gain pardons for people who have been arrested on marijuana charges, especially if there's just like small marijuana charges as well, just in terms of, you know, small amounts, you know, that equate to possession and what have you. And what I found from him was very telling, the fact that he stated that a lot of people, you know, were racially profiled that got arrested for said marijuana charges. And it's good to hear that someone who isn't of color recognizes that and is looking to you know fix that wrong that was put in place because let's be honest especially in toronto we had the whole carding you know incident that's now been been banned basically but during that time it was just a way to racially profile uh members of minority communities in order to again just put them into the system and so now that you have you know marijuana legalized and people who were arrested or charged for it we are looking to see if they're going to get pardons and i think rightfully so if that's the only thing that they had on the record so i think that is going to be 
a story that is going to be growing and that's still going to get some more traction as the days and the months go by. So that would be very interesting to to find out. Um, and another thing, like when it comes to marijuana, like are people going to be more accepting of it now that it's legal? Because let's be honest, marijuana always has this stigma of being a gateway drug. Like I don't see – and. And I'm no expert, but I don't see how someone can say to themselves, hmm, I'm going to smoke weed one day, and then a day later say, yeah, I'm going to do PCP one day. Like, I don't see how that's a bridge to, like, the hard stuff. Like, you don't go from smoking marijuana to shooting up heroin in your your veins. Like, I I don't understand that. So that just kind of goes with the stigma and the stereotypes and the propaganda that comes with smoking marijuana. Yet, I find it interesting and ironic that you know cigarettes are still being sold yet it literally says on the label it can kill you and it shows you the multiple ways that it can kill you a box of cigarettes is like an episode of how to get away a murder like if you really think about it it's like here are your arteries this is how black and brown they look after you smoke a pack but without it you see how red and and healthy pink it looks but if you smoke it this is what's going to happen to your chest and your arteries and your left ventricles and what have you but hey go ahead smoke up and enjoy you know, shouts to Demarie and like, all those other cigarette packets out there, man. Honestly, like I don't see how people can view those things as being normal, whereas marijuana is oh, it's a gateway drug. It's it's Satan's playground. Like, come on now, come on. And, and I get it. I know cigarettes have been normalized for a long, a much longer period of time, especially when we're talking about you know the prohibition era. But like. I think we have to let go of that thought process. We have to go with let go of that way of thinking because it's very it's very antiquated. Like it's we're talking about the mentality of people who were around during the roaring roaring twenties. You know what I mean? So now that we're in twenty eighteen, almost a hundred years later, and still there's a stigma of weed. Like I I feel like it's mainly people of the minority setting and possibly even people of the Generation X setting who are more open to it, whereas some members of the baby boomer community have this uh, have this negative outlook on them, like, bah, like, this is wrong, this is wrong, or think about the children. Won't someone think about the children? Were you thinking about the children when you had the bottle of bourbon in your hand while your kid was playing with his Fisher-Price toys, but the bottle was right there in the middle of the living room? No, you weren't. And that's another thing that I wanted to get to. You know, marijuana versus alcohol. Like, Again, these are things that are, that are being regulated right now. Like alcohol just got to the point where you can now buy it in your local grocery store, like a Walmart, like a No Frills, like a Metro. 30 years, 30 years later, like, are we going to see, like, imagine if you're going to be at Walmart, and I'm not knocking marijuana on this, but imagine going to the Walmart and you have the action figure aisle, you know, you have like your Marvel toys, like your Spider Man's and your Black Panthers, whatever that, and then the next aisle, you see marijuana. You see, like, the bongs and everything like that. And and little Billy's going to be like, Mommy, what's that? And it's like, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it's a transformer. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, it, it, it's a transformer, right? It'll transform your mind into something wonderful. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're a little too young for that, Billy. <laughs> but all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this. When it comes to, to, to marijuana, again, I think we have to let go of whatever past stigmas we had of it and just be open to the fact that this is part of the new wave. And I know there are some countries who are starting to open up their ideas to it, like certain cities like Amsterdam and the Netherlands, for example, has been you know, a crusader for use of marijuana. Yeah, some states in America like uh, uh, Colorado and like California that have been a bit more liberal about it. And you would think that seeing like the the medical breakthroughs that have been made with marijuana would open people's minds a lot more to it but i feel like there's still going to be that consortium of people who are going to be like no 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 we shouldn't be doing this but at the end of the day like marijuana has nothing to do with the war on drugs and what have you and i feel like people kind of have that in their in their minds in their mindset but i think it's time to let that go you know what i mean so at the end of the day to all like the the, um, the profound weed smokers out there, congratulations! This is the win for you guys, and I think it's a win for the community as well because there are so many, there are so many 
multi-dimensional uses of marijuana, not just for smoking, but you can use it for treatments. You can use it for, for ointment purposes. Like there's so many things that you can do with a cannabinoid plant. And I feel like once people open up their minds to it, then they'll be a lot more accepting of this and what other progressive moves are to come in the future. Either way, do you guys agree with this law? Do you disagree? Either way, let me know. Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. After the commercial break, I got special guests in the building, Nathan Ali and and also my man Gary Martin, who we are going to be talking about, you know, bridging the gap between blues to R and B and so many things in between. And we got a good one for you guys. We got a good one. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we will be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. Now, we are here to the main event, all right? So I got two guests in the building right now. One of them is taking a bit of a break right now, but they will be back in studio. But we still got one of them in studio right now. He is an R&B artist, and he is here to deliver some flames. And not only that, but he has a very interesting backstory that we're definitely going to get into. And it basically personifies perseverance never giving up you know identity as well so many things in between and i always find it very compelling to have a lot of these artists speaking of which you know on top of that you know when it comes to identity the other guest that we have deals with a lot of that as well someone who may have helped with the forming of said person's identity so we're definitely going to get into all that right now ladies and gentlemen i have special guests in studio nathan ali and gary martin gentlemen welcome to the show Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, yes, it's yes. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. No worries. What I'm going to ask from both of y'all, gentlemen, if you want to come a little bit closer to the mic, that way we can hear your strong voices as well, you know, so that people can get a clear glimpse of your story, you know, <laughs> yeah. paint the picture for them or what have you. For sure. But nonetheless, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm good. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We're going to get into some conversations or what have you. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. I, I guarantee it. Uh, with that said, let's get things started, man. Uh, Nathan, I'll start with you. Uh, how did you fall in love with music, essentially? Uh, from from a young boy when I was young, just mm -hmm. hearing it around the house. My mom walking around the house singing, and mm -hmm. my dad playing the guitar. Yeah. You know, so yeah, just since I was young. And uh, I just started freestyling and stuff like that in the mm -hmm. beginning, freestyling people in my neighborhood. Yeah. Just show, trying to show that talent, you know what I mean? Right, right. And it just grew from there. Just I just kept wanting it, and I wanted more. Mm -hmm. Every time I felt a piece of it, I wanted more. So Absolutely. Yeah. And Gary, how about yourself? Oh, man. Well, I started a long time ago mm -hmm. as a child musician, <laughs> trying to play guitar, and started with my brother forming our own bands in Chicago. So Absolutely. Was, my mom was a songwriter, singer, just naturally felt good. Absolutely. And I'm loving the, the, the family dynamic here because, you know, I was, you know, doing my diligent research as I normally <laughs> do. And come to find out, you know, both of you are father and son, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I always love to hear those stories about, you know, the 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 love and the art of music passing down from one generation to another. And it's it's very you know I find it like very humbling because first of all first and foremost let me just say this I've never had a father and son duo in studio before on my show so <laughs> That's this is history for me That's awesome. <laughs> and then secondly you know this is like we're talking about like our royal lineage of a, of like music happening I mean Gary yourself you know you've been often regarded as the prince of blues yeah. for example and then like your 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 brother Hubert was listed as one of the greatest guitarists ever by Rolling Stones magazine yeah, my uncle. yeah. yeah. oh your uncle pardon yes, me your yes, uncle yes, yeah my uncle. yeah so <laughs> it's just like wow like how could you not escape the music bug at that point? Exactly, you know? yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. And that was the thing, you know, growing up, like when I was young, I obviously didn't know who he was as an artist. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the level of it or anything like that, right? That so, was dad. Yeah, that, that, was, that was dad, you yeah. know? I didn't know anything. And, and my mom just like, oh, he plays in a band. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Try to downplay She, she downplayed oh, yeah, the hell out of that. Music stuff, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, then when I started looking on my own when I got yeah. older, I was like, okay. Yeah. So in a band, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stumbled across things, you know, and found out about my great uncle Hubert and things right. like that. And I was just like, whoa. This is crazy. That's why I'm doing. That's why I love this so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, Gary, like, were you, um, like, did you, like, when you guys like finally reunited, like, did you like ever give him like any like advice on the music industry and stuff like that, and, like things that you came across as well? What I found 
astounding since the 1980s mm-hmm. when disco came and put everybody else to shame. <laughs> Hip hop and rap has found their place within the musical universe. Mm-hmm. And being a musician from the Funk Brothers to the uh, blues, mm-hmm. naturally, I want to cross like everybody else. There you go. So I want to bring the traditional and the history of our style mm-hmm. of guitar from Chicago and stuff like that. Right. And tie it in with the young people and at the same time bring them the history. Like my son now is learning. Mm-hmm. He's learning his not only his lineage, but he's learning culture of North American music. Right. Yeah. He's learning the culture mm-hmm. yeah. directly from his dad, who I'm a living part of that. Right. So I'm hoping that other dad musicians look for their sons and daughters. Maybe mm-hmm. we can all form a daddy-granddaddy show. There you <laughs> go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bust the wood with you guys. Rap right. and throw some lines now. Yeah. Exactly, there you go. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah, and, and you know, for the, for the people out there like that are the sons, it's like mm-hmm. you should really pay attention to the things they have to say because the end of the day like we said they are the creators and you know they they can definitely put that nice twist on it for you right <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah now it's funny we were talking about like father and son duos because like now I'm, it just comes to mind you know Nas and his father uh Oludara you know right, yep. we're talking about bridging the gap ironically yep. enough they had yep. a single called bridging the gap yeah. right. you're also talking about um Drake and then his father was well being being a blues musician as right. well like how important is it to merge those two worlds together when it comes to uh blues and then hip-hop and like modern day R&B okay I'll start with you on that what most North Amer- Americans must understand the blues is the father of all North American music. Mm, let me, let me Without go. the blues, you don't have anything. So they might as well get that straight. Mm-hmm. And it is an African American culture. Yes. It's not a black culture, mm-hmm. it's an African American culture yes. which we share it with the world. Yes. And all of its forms. So we have no animosity. Well, we hope that we always be included as we your grandfathers. Yes. We should always be included. Yes. Without us, you don't have a new beginning. Right. You can't make what you didn't have. There you go. You can't steal what you don't know. <laughs> there you go, yes. So this is what my peer groups and my elders in Chicago and Detroit, mm-hmm. ex-Funk Brothers and all of we're all hoping to be able to use our children to cross over like Moses did with Joshua. We want to cross right. with you guys. We're, we're not against you. Right. We just don't want to be shot. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that, I'm too old. I ain't looking for no being shot, gap, none of that. No, 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 right, no, right, no, right. no, 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 It's all about the love. But that's what we're hoping is that maybe with us coming and sh- bringing our knowledge mm-hmm. as we did those record companies, mm-hmm. which should be able to do now our own flesh and blood. Right. Yeah. We paid the dues then. Now we can build and benefit from it. Right. So that's what we're doing. Excellent. Yeah. And, and real quick, I, I really want to get your take on this because I've been talking about this for a long time. <laughs> um, because, you know, you are coming from the generation where, you know, blues was originating, where you were like pioneers of that, of that generation. What is your take on cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation? I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. If you check from dictionaries on, mm-hmm. the African Americans created it by the blessing of the Father, mm-hmm. what you call blues music. Right. It enhanced every form of music that came across its soul, including mm-hmm. hip hop. Mm-hmm. All we want to do is interject some real, our real black music back in it, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> some soul. Right. I'll make a shortcut. Right. We're going to put some more real black music back in it. Right. And let it start all over again. Right. It's, no, it's not a problem at all. Right. We're not hating, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I, we were on the ride over here. I was yeah. telling him about hating. I was like, I was talking, I was talking about somebody, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, man, they're hating." He's like, "Hating?" Yeah. I'm like, you know, when someone just saying something to say something, they're just hating on it. Yeah. It's good. They know it's good. He's like, I like that. He laughed for like ten minutes. Straight exactly. In the car. Yeah. Because yeah. like, listen, yeah. Because like, listen, like, I love blues. I love jazz. I love hip hop right. and everything like that. They are black art forms of music. Yeah. yeah. And in order for it to grow, as to expand beyond, you know, the city park, as to yes. expand beyond the like the uh, the cafes and what have yeah. you, it has to go global. So I have no problem with people outside the black community performing the music. Nope. I just 
I would like to see them like if that's the case, just know where it comes from, appreciate it, you know, educated. give be educated, be educated and give props where props are due. Yep. That's, that's why you know I'm a fan of Adele. I'm a fan of Bruno Mars and all these people who yes. have given their appreciation. So whenever I hear people call them out on cultural appropriation, yeah. it gets me angry because I feel like they don't know what the definition of it is, right. and I feel like they're being a little a little too overprotective of the culture, which I understand because it's been bastardized for so long, yeah. but you just have to know where, when you see cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. That's that's what I've kind of always practiced in my mind. Yeah, I'm going to give agree. a quick one. Sure. It's real simple. Do you own it or do you not? Mm-hmm. If you own it, you can create 24-7. Mm-hmm. If you're just stealing and hating, mm-hmm. you only create what you heard. There you go. That's right. It's real simple. There's mm-hmm. nothing difficult there. Absolutely. We own it. Mm-hmm. And the story. Yeah, for sure. It still lives today. Long as blood, me and you and the rest of us, it yeah. lives. What are they talking about? Right. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. You're mishugging the, as my Jewish friends say, mishugging the cup. You're crazy yeah. in the head. Yeah. You're mishugging the cup. You know, yeah. you're losing your mind. Right. You can't take what's not yours, so get off that. That's a dead issue. It's not mm-hmm. even an issue. Thank right. you. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and you know, that's something my dad's been saying to me, the past and the present mm-hmm. create your future. Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. and speaking of the future, actually, um, you have a daughter. Yes. And, yeah. you know, we're talking about this musical lineage, you know, yeah. passing down from the father to the son and so on and so forth. Is music something that you want to pass down to your daughter as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely is. You know, I have a son, too, and mm-hmm. uh, two daughters and a son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would like to pass that to all of them. My daughter's, she's actually singing now, and she's doing really good. And, Excellent. Uh, she just actually auditioned in London for uh, London's Got Talent, she actually oh. just made the made the cut. So, hey, yeah, All right. yeah, you know. So Woo! I'm definitely, I'm definitely um, finding the time now to focus on uh, a project with her because she's really talented. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just it runs in our blood, man. It's like everybody I talk to in the family, I find a new person all the time, right? Like, yeah, this your cousin over here. Yeah, like, all right. I was just talking to my first cousin, and he's like, "I do music too." He sent me the stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, it's like we all do music. Everybody yeah. in our family has done this for generations. You right. know what I mean? So it's it's actually in our blood. Yeah, absolutely. It's installed in us. And <laughs> you just gotta do what you love at the end of the day. Like exactly. it, like it's always gonna have a calling for you and yep. towards you and what have you. Yeah, it's fun, you know, and that's the thing is you gotta people lose the fun in it. Yeah. And it becomes a job and it becomes, oh I gotta get this done by this time. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Man, you just gotta have fun while you're doing it and exactly. it will show in the music. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. Speaking of fun we're gonna play a couple games here over <laughs> here at Cool Radio because that's what we do. You know, we like we like to have fun. You know, get the audience excited and a lot of good stuff. So with that being said, I got two games up. So the first one is called Cool or Uncool, and it goes a little something like this. Yeah. So in this game, I'm gonna give you guys a whole bunch of random scenarios, essentially random topics. And it's almost going to be like rapid fire in a sense. And you're basically going to tell me whether it's cool or uncool. Now, of course, in the backdrop, I got the uh, lovely sounds of Dickable Planets entitled Cool Like That. And it's very fitting for this game, I find so. You got it. You already know. You already know. So I'm asking you, Nathan, Gary, are you ready to play the game? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. (laughs) All right, then. So let's get it then. First topic up. Um... Fall of 2018 thus far. Cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? I'll say cool. Okay, how about you, Gary? Cool. You say cool? All right. Uh, Let's see here. Netflix, cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? Okay, okay. Cool. You got to hesitate with that. Get, yeah, I did. Because I was thinking about it. I was like, Android, Bach, da, da, da. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. All I right. think it's cool because I watch Netflix a lot. That's so. what's up. How about you, Gary? Next who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, you done messed up there. You know what? I had to introduce my dad to Netflix, but now yeah. he's addicted. Like, yeah. I, I created a monster. He, yeah. he loves watching Queen of the South. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, don't even try to have a conversation with him while he's watching that. Yeah. It's like, hey, dad, what's up? Oh, okay, you're watching your thing. All right, I'm just going <laughs> to. All right, we'll talk. Later, all right. Do you, Nathan, do you have a particular show you like on Netflix right now? Mm, uh, I like Shameless, I like I like a lot of things that right. are on there right now. I like Star, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, all right, that's yeah, what's up. yeah. 
Jared Double just came back tonight, so like I've I've been on that show for a couple of years now, so I gotta catch up on it yeah. sometime this weekend. My dad's already on it. I'm like, yeah. wow, like already. Like, I watched, you couldn't wait. Yeah, I watched some of it, but I'm one of those guys that hate waiting, so I'm like, I'll wait till the rest comes. Right, out. fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, hmm, someone else taking the last slice of pizza, cool or uncool? Uncool if they didn't ask. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. How about you, Gary? As long as it replaced the whole pizza, I'm game. All right. Hey. That's a, all right. <laughs> Pay what you're owed. All right. I like that. Let's see here. Uh, hmm. Superhero movies, cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? Okay. How about you, Gary? Definitely. All right. Do you have any particular favorite superhero movies? Nah, I can't even come off the top of that. I watch way too many movies. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about you, Gary? Spider-Man was always mine from a child. Okay, <laughs> excellent. No, he ain't lying. He been doing some Spider-Man references the last yeah. couple of days. <laughs> I'm gonna stick you to the wall. I said, oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. The some of the newer Spider-Man movies have come out with like the last 10, 15 no. years or so. Like, do you have a particular favorite out, out of one of those ones? Nope, this is all just, I started with comic books, so it's just cool to see it live. Yeah. Because I was with comic books though. Exactly, exactly. I love it. All right, let's see here. Are you guys basketball fans by any chance? Oh, yeah. All right. So with the NBA being back, cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? Okay. I'm going to have to stay out of that one. I'm not too – I don't watch sports too much. Fair enough, fair enough. Do you have a particular team that you follow, Gary? Nope, nope. It's it's all of the young players. Yeah. That's exciting. Right. That's some really good ones going on. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Let's see what else you got. Uh, Food festivals, cool or uncool? Cool. All right. Definitely cool for the old guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) What's the, what's the last food festival you guys went to? Uh, uh, it's called, uh, what is it called again? In London, the Sunfest. Sunfest, Sunfest. Okay. So it's like different culture foods. It's like, it's, it's really cool, man. I like to go and just try a little bit of everything. You know, right. Walk around with the, the, the wife and the kids. And, you know what I mean? It's good. Good time. <laughs> Absolutely. How about you, Gary? The last food festival was at with the Caribbean Afro-Canadians in Calgary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Small portions, but I ate it still. So. Right, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all my old friends. That was a last one. Yeah, yeah, you know, some, some jerk chicken, some... Uh, oh, some hey, roti, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, some jalaf rice in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just made him some oxtail the other day. Oh, there you yeah. go. Got to have yeah. some oxtail, man. All right. So, second game that we have. This is this one's a personal favorite of mine, actually. So I'm always curious to hear what people's <laughs> answers are. Yeah. 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 Listen, if, she, if she's listening to a couple of this, she already knows what's coming up. <laughs> but nonetheless, this one is called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, in an alternate universe, you know, you gentlemen are living the bachelor life, all right? So you're wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. Rick yeah. Flair. There you go. <laughs> Woo! Hey, hey see, I knew you are a wrestling fan. <laughs> all right. So with that said, in this universe, it's, t- it's time for you guys to quit the game. You know, you got to settle down, you know, have the uh, – the nice white home with the white picket fence, with the apple pie cooling on the windowsill, the uh, the tire swing, the Spun McKenzie dog. <laughs> um, with that said, in this alternate universe, alternate meaning that it doesn't exist, it's strictly fantasy. Yeah. If you had to quit the game for one of these two celebrity women that I've handpicked, who would it be? Oh, would you? <laughs> you guys are <already> nervous. <laughs> would you quit the game? Already. Yeah. <laughs> My, my palms are sweating for sure. Knees weak, arms are heavy. I'm like, I'm get, yeah. <laughs> in the surface, he looks calm and ready. <laughs> Would you quit the game for Tessa Thompson or Mariah Carey? I don't know who Tessa Thompson is. Okay. Have you seen the movie Creed by any chance? Yes. Yeah. She was the girlfriend in, in that movie. I don't remember. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Have you seen... Thor Ragnarok. No. You haven't? Okay. I'm trying to think of what else she was in. She was in... Have you seen Dear White People? No. Oh, man. <laughs> I saw that. You saw that? Okay. You saw that? Okay, cool. All right. So let me switch one out so with both of you gentlemen might be familiar with. Okay. Okay, so we know Mariah Carey, of course. Yeah. Um, how about... How about Nia Long? She was a girlfriend from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Yeah, you remember yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you remember yeah. that. Right? <laughs> but nonetheless, would you quit the game for Nia Long or Mariah Carey? Oh man, that's a tough one. I don't know. 
There is no wrong answer. What do you got to say to this? <laughs> How you know my first wife? <laughs> <laughs> And which ones I'm right, Karen? Must be. <laughs> Both. <laughs> That's why I got divorced. The, <laughs> the game was over, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so I answered my question, right? Did yeah, I, yeah, I think you kind of did. You yeah, kind of did. I, 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 I I'll go mine. with you. I'll go with you on That's that That's what's up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got more on the way. I still got my guys, Nathan Ali <laughs> and, and Gary in studio right now, man. We got so much more to get to, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Once again, this is Cool Radio. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. And still in studio with me, I have my special guests, Nathan Ali and Gary Martin. Say what's up to the people. What up, what up? What's up, what's up, man? Yes, absolutely. So now we are in the next segment of our show, which is entitled Trip Talk. So that means three of the hottest topics that happen within pop culture today. And with that said, let's get into the nitty-gritty of it, shall we? So first topic we got to talk about is from our man Drake, okay? So Drake uh, was a guest star on a show entitled The Shop, which was hosted and produced by LeBron James on HBO, basically just in a barbershop setting, having general conversations about politics, pop culture, and what have you. And one of the topics they discussed was the uh, the war of words between Drake and Pusha T during this past summer yeah. when they got into a, a rap beef, essentially. So we pretty much know, for the most part, what was said in, in that beef, and a lot of the things that Pusha said about Drake was personal information that no one really knew about. So... Drake was revealing the details as to how he, as to how that information got out, and he re- he basically spilled all the tea. Oh, so he basically said how it was Kanye who gave that information to Pusha. Now, some of us who are listening into the beef, we kind of had that idea based on what was said in his response records. Yeah. But Drake kind of you know outside of the outside the recording booth, just in a candid setting, basically stated, "I told him about you know the problems I was having with." My son's mother, I told him about how, you know, I'm planning to release an album in the middle of June. I gave him some of my songs for him to play so he can give me his honest feedback on it. And he just released all those details. And then basically, not long after that, Drake stated that Kanye was releasing or was planning to release albums around that July, uh, June 15th date. And that's when we saw the album roll up to some of his artists. Like, Pusha came out around that time. Uh, he came out around that time. Kid Cudi came out around yeah. that time. Nas came out around that time. So all the artists that he was either that he either signed to or that he was working with came out around that time. That way, people know that Kanye is still within the realm of relevancy. Yeah. Meanwhile, Drake has this album, but kind of loses a little bit of the luster because there's so many other projects coming out beforehand. So Drake was upset with, about that, and then. Pusha heard about this interview as as much as we did, so he went on another podcast, uh, the Joe Budden podcast, okay. and stated that it wasn't Kanye who gave him that information, but instead it was Noah Shabib, as we know as Forty, who was Drake's producer. Oh, he shit. said that Drake's producer gave him that information, wow. so he kind of went into full context about that and basically stated that a woman that is currently involved with 40 is the one who got that information from 40 which then she relayed to to Pusha and then that's how Pusha came about the disc record wow so a lot of people are spilling their tea over that's this right lot. now does right he got right? a double agent for sure absolutely oh. yeah, so crazy. like the, the whole tagline was well 40 leaked that like, that's impossible like he just 40 in the record but then he was saying how it was the woman that 40 was currently Dating is the one who you know got the information from him, but just yeah. out of like you know pillow talking for the most yeah. part, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't so, give up that directly. Exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't give up that. So, with that said, with all the cards in place, do you think that Pusha is telling the truth about him getting that information from a supposed woman, or do you think that it was Kanye? Who you know got the information from Drake, and then he decided to do what he did. Like, who's telling the truth? Who's telling the lie? In your guys' opinion, um, Nathan, I'll start with you first. Man, that's that's a tough one. 
That is it. Because I know, I know how it is. I know what you're saying. It's like yeah. somebody could just say the girl said it right? because they don't want to be put on blast like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe was Pillow talking to the wrong girl. It does happen. Right. It does happen. You definitely got to watch who you say things to. Right, absolutely. And uh, Gary, your, your take on that. It's unfortunate two grown men or three don't believe in keeping this stuff below the fan base because what you do you, you if you rock the fan base enough they lose faith in us mm-hmm. and it took us 50 years to build it it can take a brother or sister 10 minutes to mm-hmm. destroy it right so they need to do if they that bad why don't they go get their records compete head up like Michael and Prince did and yep. get it over with right yeah that's music right the rest of the stuff is politics yeah. right and it's interesting because you know during that interview that Drake or not an interview, but conversation that Drake was having on camera with with uh, LeBron and other people about it. Yeah. He was basically saying how after <clears throat> Pusha T released the story of Adidon, which was the diss track that which included the information about the uh, mother of his child and and, and what have you, yeah. um, including the health of Forty as well. He said how he had a song lined up or ready to be released, but he said you know from his perspective he didn't want to release that because you know there's so much. There was so much, you know, vile and, and vulgarity in it, you know, as far yeah. as like, not the word, not the language, but the content in yeah. it, that he felt that it would kind of tarnish his name in a sense. Yeah. And how, you know, he didn't want to be remembered for that. So yeah. he said to himself, you know, if I don't respond, then I pretty much lose the battle. But he said he'd be okay with that because that chink in his armor, so to speak, is, you know, less than what could potentially happen if you were to release a record like that. Yeah. But then at the same time, we also know that, you know, a gentleman by the name of Jay Prince, who was kind of like the overseer of Drake, and uh, as well as a whole lot of artists in hip-hop, told him, don't release it. You know, it's going to yeah. mess up your money, something to that extent. Yeah. So by proxy, Pusha T won the, the rap battle, but there's an asterisk around it. Yeah. Personally, I believe that, at least. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people always ask, well, is there any boundaries in, in, in a rap battle? Yeah. Are there any limits or what have you? And the unwritten rule is, no, there are no limits. Yeah. But then until you actually have somebody say something to you, you don't know how you're going to handle it, right? Because yeah. it's not the first time we've heard some obscene things in a rap battle. Yeah, we, like, no, yeah. It's like, mean, it's like that lost the battle, won the war thing. Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was a smart move for him and it's not right. that it's not that like push a tease too small for him mm-hmm. or anything because he he he's a great artist but it's like mm-hmm. you know drake drake does have to think on a bigger level because yeah. the worldwide type influence he has and the things mm-hmm. he's doing it was a smart move for him yeah he's a brand at this point yeah he's gotta, he's gotta it's almost his- one of those things where it's like i'm too big to do that you right. know what I mean? like i i do that now with battle rap and stuff you know what i mean people yeah. be like would you battle him i'll be like play five of your songs i'll play five of mine yeah you know what i mean let's see who's the better artist isn't that right. what we're arguing about exactly or are we you know like and but the thing with battle rap is is it is about facts mm-hmm. so you know when you as soon as you step in that ring yeah they're digging every piece of dirt they can get on right you. and you know what so so if you choose to enter that you yeah. gotta know what kind of beast you're you're entering in right. and, and like i said when you're already so big and doing certain things to reach back for that in the in the first place is is kind of a bad look. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I I, I get it. That's push a tease round, man. Right. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and here's the thing, like, this isn't the first time Drake's been in a battle situation. I mean, the first public battle he was in was against an artist by the name of Aristo here in Toronto, yep, what I have know, you. I know, that was yeah. like his first, you know, foray into the battle yeah. scene. And then when he blew up, his next opponent was Common, actually. Yeah. Because Common called him out and yep. it's gone on so on and so forth. I mean his most celebrated battle is against Meek Mill. Yeah. And like he just like decisively won that. It wasn't yeah. even close. It was a yeah. like Mike Tyson knockout yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, so like he bullied him, man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, I'm kidding. Meek Mill wanted yeah. that smoke and he caught it yeah, always, I agree. right? I agree. I agree. The, yeah. the thing I don't like about this whole situation is that people yeah. are making Drake to look like the loser of the battle nah. because he didn't respond back. And it's like he wasn't given the chance or the opportunity to do so because yeah. his OG, which was Jay Prince, told yeah. him, no, don't do yeah. it. It's almost like somebody throwing in a towel for you. But Jay so, Prince, was that was smart because, like I said, it's just – it doesn't even need to happen. He does. That's not going to take away from him. Right. Him, him losing that battle or him whatever. But like you said, what what whatever could have came from the things that the other moves he made. Right. Who knows what that could have did? Right. Right. So it's like, like I said, I was taught when I was younger and stuff, just 
brush it off and walk away, man. If you're bigger than that and you know that, right? Don't even waste your time, right? Right. So, and right. it's not like I said, no diss to Pusha T because he's a legend still. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but right. it's just what I, what I see when I from the outside looking in. When I seen it, I was like, he don't even care. To he's like. You know, he, right. he probably wants to deep down. Yeah, but, of course. But yo, yeah, he's he's a good artist and and he's smart for sticking in his lane. Just keep making real music and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, giving the world what they want. So absolutely, uh, Gary, what's 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 your thoughts on this uh, on all this uh, spiciness? <laughs> I'm glad to see that ca- Canadian artists are setting an example for the world, mm-hmm. showing a real man. I don't always have to be in your fight to let. You lose because the real loser is the one who did it. Mm-hmm. That's who really lost. Now, for the fans of that fan base, it's like a, a President Trump thing. That you only got that few that's gonna beat the chest and talk like that. Right. But the rest of the of the community and the rest of his of his of his clientele are gonna realize he has some ethics, mm-hmm. and that you can follow. That yep. lasts to your grave, not the other. Right. And that's where he made the wisest choice. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you know who you are, you know where you stand right, and what have man. you. Exactly, yeah. Like, your work speaks for itself and yeah. what have you. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I guess, like, you know, that's that's definitely one way to look at it. And it's definitely yeah. the more mature approach to take yeah. with yeah. it as yeah. well. Um, and then, you know, at the same time, like, for me, like, as a fan of, like, rap and the culture and, yeah. and like, the battle You're aspect. like, come on, I want to hear this. I, I kind of wanted to hear what Drake was going to say yeah. because when yeah. I heard the Drake res- or the, the pusher response, I was oh, like, yeah. oh. Oh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. This is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like I almost want to hear that response. Yeah. Like just, but just part to of you is okay with it because exactly, yeah, because you know that like he would come hard, right? So you, you know what I mean? You're like, yo, I know he would come hard. He's already proved that. Yeah. It's like a, it's like an OG in the hood. Yeah. He already proved himself. Right. Ten times. So you're like, you know, I allow this one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gary, what's your thoughts on that? What the day artists need to learn is from those blues guys. We call cutting heads. Okay. If you're that good, I name the club. I'm gonna tell you what time. Bring your mic. Bring your crew. Right. We're gonna see you, and we're gonna make it X-rated, whatever it need to be. Okay. But I'm not gonna put it where everybody can judge me. Right. It's between you and I. Let's right. Get it on, man. Yeah. Okay. It's then. Like I'm a guitar player. There's not many in the world I ain't gonna run from. Yeah. If they call me out, me and my guitar coming, man. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of all this, mm-hmm. why don't they just go to a club and get it done? Right. And let the let the public judge. Right. Exactly. If you real, do it. Let's so let them, uh, hey, I want some of that money now if you do it. <laughs> yeah. I want ten yeah. percent now, okay? Yeah. okay? Put up the bread. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that's what we gotta start doing. I like that we idea. We have to start thinking but I think that, that this is music first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And music is for peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, that's and they that's ended, what they forget. They ended mu- musicians dying in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Before that, from the beginning of time, musician was the front line who died first and led them to battle in all parts of the world, mm-hmm. from Africa on mm-hmm. up to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we now must learn to be the peacemakers and peacekeepers. If I don't like what you're doing, I grab my instrument. You meet me at this club. Mm-hmm. I used to say to the guys, it's simple. You bring your bring your pink slip. Whoever's the best guitarist that night, I'm gonna have two guitars. Yeah, there you yeah. go. They didn't put them up. Oh. No. So if these two brothers think they're bad, I drop it on. Come on, man, let's go to the club. Yeah. yeah. We go down downtown to we going everybody here. Let's this go. Year. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna drop the bomb uh-huh. if you that bad. Yeah. Right. I want ten percent. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's it's like what you said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You said you guys want to. Come work with us and do all the stuff, but you don't want to get shot. Nope. So that's where that doesn't work anymore, and it sucks because if two guys were to come down to the bar, they ain't coming down with a guitar. Right. They coming down with something that looks like a guitar. Right. Might be in a guitar case. Right. But no. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And that's the problem is that it's 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 just it's gotta like you said it's it's about what, the love. What, what it is, they're not true musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody can jump and do all that business. A true musician have compassion and at the same time, comp- uh, I'm, I'm competitive as yep. any prize fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. just as competitive as right. they are. And honorable. Have to be up to you know up to date and up all that. Yeah. Our musicians and songwriters need to be a better example. Mm. That's all. Just a better damn example. We're not asking for much. Mm-hmm. Just be a better one. Right. So if you think you're that bad. 
Don't be a punk. Leave your pistol at home. Bring your punk ass down. And get it over with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it over <laughs> with. Like Just right. deal with it straight and then get back in your cars and get your pistol and go home. Right. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Don't make it hard. It, it doesn't have to be that. If you're the best, just do it and let it alone. Right. We want peace. Yeah. And if you don't, we may come down with a gat on you. <laughs> yeah. So get tired of it, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're the original G's. Hey, man, we know about the gat, now get it straight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to bring that segment to a close, or that portion of the segment, rather. But what do you guys think? Do you, do you agree? Do you disagree? Either way, let me know your thoughts on, you know, the Drake slash Pusha T testimony and let us know, okay? Now, keeping with, you know, the beef movement over here, um, so Nicki Minaj came out with a record called Transformers and decided to throw more shade at her female counterpart, Cardi B, okay? (laughs) So basically, in the song, uh, she says on the song, and I quote, four albums in pull, sorry, four albums in... Four albums in, pull a Millie for a show, while these uh, is serving Millie Vanilli on the low. So she's basically stating that Cardi B is guilty of using ghostwriters and guilty of lip syncing as well. Now, as we already know, Cardi B, she has stated that she uses writers for her music and what have you. And, you know, at the end of the day, like when it comes to the music business, people use writers, you know, depending on what genre you're in. When in, when it's in hip hop, it's a bit of a taboo subject because when it comes to hip hop and rap, it's all about your penmanship. That that's yeah. your main thing. Yeah. As a singer, it's your vocals. As a uh, as a user of instruments, it's how well you can play those instruments. Yeah. As for pop music, it's about your image, what have you. Yeah. When it comes to rap, it's about your skills on the mic, basically. Yeah. That's how it's always been. Yeah. That's why it's looked at as a taboo thing. But if you listen to and I'm not trying to you know stand up for one or the other way. I'm just kind yeah. of calling it down the middle. When you listen to Cardi B's music. It's not really of the lyrical variety. It's more for the clubs. Yeah. It's more for it's more the radio. Yeah. Exactly. So in that in that aspect, I don't see I personally don't see the issue of using a songwriter, especially if that writer is getting paid as well. Yeah, like they're getting it. Exactly. So like, and I wouldn't be surprised if Nikki herself has used ghostwriters as well yeah. for certain types of records, which I believe she has. I don't have the proof for that. Yeah. I'd have to go out and fact check, yeah. of course. But if she were to do that, I wouldn't be surprised. So I just feel like this whole issue between her and Cardi B is very superficial. And I stated in the past that Nicki is not one to be a fan of other female rappers yeah. who are getting close to her level in the mainstream. Yeah. Whether it's Cardi, whether it was Iggy Azalea a few years yeah. ago. Like, there's a list of receipts Even that go Lil along. Kim, man. Exactly. And this is no different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, based on all of that, uh, Nathan, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like I write, you know, I write for artists and stuff too. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, man. If if that's what's working for you mm-hmm. and you're getting money, you're still performing it and doing all that stuff. Then all the power to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. People just get get scared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've noticed that in the music game, they just get scared when people get close to them or they see their full potential. Yeah, and and it's it's just competition. Yeah, they take. They take it as a threat, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I don't know, like Nikki, like I said, even Lil' Kim, when she was coming at her and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, man, you got to have respect for, for the ones that paid the way. You right, know what right. I'm saying? I, so that's me. I don't know. That's right. What I got Gary, what's that. your thoughts on this? Everybody's not gifted to be able to write songs. Mm-hmm. But they may be more gifted in, in uh, portraying the song, making it where, it's a, where you were remembered forever, mm-hmm. you know? And so on, on one hand, I get it where you're exclusive for those who are writers and participation of it, but you also have to be understanding in music industry, there's not a damn person that hasn't bought a song and put it under their name when they bought it. Mm-hmm. That's trash. <laughs> Folks buy songs more than they buy underwear and socks. Yeah. <laughs> so get it all straight. Yeah. Yeah. You can say what you want to say, Mostly all of you have bought in the beginning mm-hmm. somebody's song, wrote their name off, right. and jumped out there. So quit all the hogwash, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Get all the drama. It's true. I've wrote songs for a lot of people. Yeah, and I can say, yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody does in the industry. And, right. and it's like you said, it's what everybody brings to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can write a record, and I can record the record. When I bring it to my engineer, to my mixer, to my master, it goes through all those phases, but they each put a touch on it mm-hmm. that makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I some songs I write, I'm like, I would never put this out. Mm-hmm. Never. And it's gone the next day. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that person that took it, when I hear it back, I'm like, wow, they really killed this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's... It's a team effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no yeah. one's doing it alone. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what the, the, the younger musicians must understand. You didn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I don't they, know if Nikki can say she's never bought a record. Right. Like, that's, you know... Almost that's... everybody has bought something yeah. their names on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Difference. Of you course. You never know, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. My uncle cousin dog barked, and we wrote, bark, bark, bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is the hit. Yo, he, he's a cause. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like it's it's just funny because like they've had issues for like it's been unspoken of for the longest time, but now like this year it kind of went like full blown out there, wow. out of control, and what have right. you. Yeah. And so Cardi has yet to respond because she's kind of dealing with like some legal issues on her own right now. So I don't know <laughs> if she will will respond to it. But again, kind of going with, with the whole battle aspect, like if you guys are just gonna keep it on record, keep it on wax, and what have you, yeah. then I would love to hear Cardi respond to it. Yeah. Because she kind of responded in like the non hip yeah earlier and that's what i was gonna say is people gotta realize you know (laughs) women might women are gonna deal with this a little different you know what i mean men are like when i see you but yo you get two women in the room that don't like each other it's gonna be a real hard time yeah first one out the door and don't want to see anything yeah yeah i was not a witness i was not an accessory to the crime an accomplice nothing yeah i'm just gonna take my water and want to leave all right that's right what you gotta do, I'm gone. Yeah. yeah that's a scary <laughs> thing to play with. It's like, oh, where'd you look at the time? <laughs> I think I hear someone calling my name. Yeah. Uh, I think the sun's coming down. It's four o'clock. No, it isn't. The interview. There you go, right? Oh, man. But nonetheless, what do you guys at home think? Do you guys think that Cardi should respond? Do you think Nikki's being petty at this point? Either way, let me know what your thoughts are. Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. And then the final topic. Sticking to the beef, this one gets a little little touchy, I would say. Um, but basically, it has to do with uh, a rapper named Vic Mensa. Now, Vic Mensa from the Chicago area, actually. Um, he was a participant in the BT Cyphers, which is a segment within the BT Hip Hop Awards where uh, a bunch of rappers get together and they just uh, basically rap, you know, 16 bars or what have you. Just saying, yeah, just freestyle, just kind of showing off their lyrical abilities. Right. It's yeah. been a staple of that award show for the last 12 years now, essentially. Yeah. It's one of the most anticipated sections yeah. of that show. Yeah, it's dope. So essentially what happened was while he was spitting his verse, uh, he basically said a couple lines about a rapper named Triple X Tentacion. And as some people know within the hip hop community, he passed away a few months ago. I think it was either the spring or the summertime. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was gunned down uh, fatally, unfortunately. Yeah. And basically, he had a bit of a spotty history. So yeah. he's had a history of domestic violence, and including a couple counts of beating up his pregnant girlfriend at one point in time. So a lot of people had a very split uh, opinion on him like some people may say yeah he's pretty good at music but like his stuff outside of music he's kind of a kind yeah. of an a-hole for that basically yeah. so Vic went on the mic and basically said a couple of lines about him and they were subliminal but people kind of connected the dots together basically yeah. and in the rap one of the lines he said your favorite rapper is is a, is a woman beater essentially yeah. so he said that, and these raps are pre-recorded, so like they they shoot the video, whatever. Everyone like raps their thing in the video, and then they air it on the day of the awards. So, unbeknownst to him, Triple X's mom was actually in the audience, and so a lot of people were saying, "Oh, he said this in front of his mom." Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And people kind of got it a little twisted because again, it was a recorded video, mm-hmm. and they put it out there after the fact. Yeah. But it's not like he knew that his mom's gonna be sitting front row yeah. in the audience, essentially. Yeah. So he went on record to state what he meant by by what he said, mm-hmm. which and he stayed pretty consistent about it that yeah. like. You know, I don't support people who who beat beat up women or whatever. Yeah. And then like it wasn't his intention for his mom to be sitting in the front row because he didn't know about it. Yeah. But nonetheless, people are still kind of split on, you know, was this is this something to say to somebody who is not with us anymore? Yeah, no. Um yeah. Yeah. like it's a very split thing. See me, I'm it's different with me, you know. Like you gotta respect the dead. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? And and 
with how big that outlet is, mm-hmm. you should have known she'd probably see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a bit pretty big thing. He just passed away. You know they're going to be talking about him, probably get an award. Somebody's going to accept it for him. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's just, it's just a crazy situation, you know. You, everybody has their, their darkness and their things that they're going through in their life, and you don't really know the the things behind it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, he he could have not did nothing, and a girl called on him, or mm-hmm. you, you just don't know the details, right? right? So I've seen homies go through that, you know what I mean? I've seen close homies go through that, and they didn't put their hands on her. I could have been right. standing right there watching it, like, God damn, now you going to jail? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, people don't know. Right. You know, and, and, and when someone's passed, you got to respect the dead, man. Right, R. right. R.I.P. Absolutely. Gary, what, what are your thoughts on this? What if you choose a low blow? It's mm. just a low blow. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. You know? Evidently, how you guys say, hating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I'll say this about the matter. Like, I understand what Vic is saying about, about Triple X and, like, mm-hmm. and then Spotty Pass and what have you. But at the end of the day, when someone is not around to defend themselves or yeah. to at least have the opportunity to do so, I think if you really want to make a statement like that, which is an important statement to make, like, yeah. you know, don't put, put your hands on women, aim that towards somebody else who actually is alive and well yeah. and who can actually have an opportunity to defend yeah. themselves on record. And that happens a lot, right? Case. We're always trying to tear each other down mm-hmm. as a culture. It's like it happens a lot. Look back in the day with Pac and all these other artists and, and, and uh, Mike Tyson and yeah. you know what I mean? All these allegations that were thrown at them and, and this and that to destroy their character. Yeah. You don't know what's true and what's not. Exactly. Were you there? Right. You were not there. So you can't speak on it. You right. know what I mean? And that's how everything is in life. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh Dame Dash said, You a chatty patty. Yeah. <laughs> are you talking to that man or, or are you talking about him? Right. Do you know the truth? You know what I mean? So right. it's like People just like to to get all up in people's business, and people want to try to be a hero for something they don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you don't know about that, how am I going to come in and be the hero and be like, I don't like this type of person? Right? He might not have did that, but I don't know either. So, right, shit. right, <laughs> Gary, yes, something to say as well. <laughs> uh, it's, on the other hand, mm-hmm. uh, if you feel that way, put a concert on for those organizations and raise money for yes. Them. If you really, truly feel that way, you don't have to do anything different. Mm-hmm. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's Absolutely. right. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, that's also a good solution a to that A lot of people well. have something to say, but no one has a solution. Right, absolutely. Right? They all want to say they stand up for this and that and that, but they don't show it. Yeah. Talking and doing are two different things. Right. You so. can make more impression by helping them raise money. Right. Way more. And affect no one. Right. Yeah. And then go at those people. <laughs> <laughs> and then go at them yeah. like, yo, you can't come. Why can't I come? Exactly. Because you hit girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> just to be petty. Or they'll come and just get jumped by all the girls. Yeah. yeah. Here he is. <laughs> there you go. Right. Just yeah. to be petty. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Well, nonetheless, what do you guys think? You know, do you agree with what Vic Mensa said? Do you think you should have gone an alternate route with that? Either way, let me know what your thoughts on uh, thoughts are on our social media platforms at Cool Radio CC. And finally, it is time for the final segment of the show. So with that being said, let's get to it. <clears throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Gary, I knew you'd like that one. I really did. <laughs> this week's Wankster of the Week goes to a woman by the name of Teresa Klein. But she is going by her social media name that the social media republic has gone to as cornerstone no corner store caroline so she is the wankster of the week because she called the police on a young nine-year-old black boy that she claims groped her on the butt (laughs) now this is the story as follows she was basically waiting in the corner store in line to buy something and the little boy was with his younger sister as well as as well as his mother and essentially what happened was his backpack, very big backpack as well, kind of brushed her to the side as he was turning. And then that's when she decided to make a scene and decided to 
call the authorities. Now, everyone's confused what was going on. The little boy starts crying because because the mom starts arguing with the woman and yeah. what have you. <laughs> and then people in general are just like, why are you calling the police on the little boy for? Yeah. And it's not even like black people were coming to the defense of the black family. Like you saw white people coming to the defense uh, yeah. of the white family because yeah. it's like, hold on. Like <laughs> I'm not going to be lumped in with a racist like you. Yeah. Like why are you calling the police on a little boy right? who you claim groped you on the butt? They can't even arrest so, that boy. Exactly. Yeah. So when the police came, they got witness accounts and everyone stayed consistent and said, no, that is not what happened. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when the media decided to address her like local media she stayed away from the camera she tried to avoid them because she knew she was wrong (laughs) now this goes in a long line of you know uh people who have been perpetrators of being accusers of people of color that have happened just this year alone Mm -hmm. so we've had the likes of barbecue becky (laughs) permit patty (laughs) I.D. Adam, and a list of others that go on and on. There was even a case that happened earlier this week. as well. I think it was last week, actually, where a black man was babysitting two white kids, and he was being followed by a white woman who thought that the man was kidnapping those kids. So the police came, and he let, basically had to let them know, I'm babysitting these children. They asked the children about that. They were consistent with that. So that's that story. And there was another story where a woman was following a man to his apartment room because she didn't believe that he had a key to the apartment and believed that he did not live there as well. So when I hear stories like this, it just lets me know that you know privilege is still existent because – you, the accuser, believe that you have the privilege to ask a person of color about, you know, where they live or what they're doing or why they're in this, you know, why they're in this facility. Yet when they put a camera to your face, you have the audacity, the the gumption, and the unmitigated goal to say, why do you have a camera in my face? So you think it's right to stalk this person, to follow them to where they live, but then you say... Why do you have a camera in my face? It's my phone. It's my camera. I can do whatever I want. Just like you feel the need to follow me to where I'm going, to where I live, to where you're actually stalking me, which is actually technically against the law. Yeah, I have the right to do that. So piss off. And going back to this woman, why would a nine-year-old boy want to grow a grown-ass woman with his mom and sister in hand? It doesn't make any sense. So to Teresa Klein, a.k.a. Cornerstone Caroline, and to all the perpetrators of privilege, you guys are getting the wankster of the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. And we're going to drop it one more time just like this. Gentlemen, your takes on this, please. Oh, man. That's just, that's just crazy. Right? <laughs> you call the police on a nine-year-old? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think she flattered herself there. Yeah, yeah a little bit. I, th- I think the mom would have smacked him in the back of his head one time if oh, she had course. seen that. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Moms are always paying attention yeah. to the kids in the store. Like, don't touch nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, you touch a candy bar, you get something in the head. You know what I'm saying? Ass? Butt. Yeah. Come on, man. No, I, don't, I don't think that. Yeah, that's 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 just crazy. Man. Yeah. That is wild. Crazy. Uh, Gary, your thoughts? I'm so happy as a Canadian that we have the right to speak about and call them out on it. Absolutely. You know, the, 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 the issue with racism is very simple. If we don't draw zero tolerance, we won't get any control. Mm. There is nothing less than zero tolerance. Meaning when you really catch people being outright like that, that there's, there's something, must they must cost them something. Mm-hmm. Whether it be they have to go through counseling, because just to let it keep going and going, you're building a, a, a sentiment among the community. Mm-hmm. Where it, one day it's just intolerable. You're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. And so by them, the main society, not calling their own into check, mm-hmm. it makes it very difficult. Because when you're a victim, now you have to defend yourself as well as being a victim. Right. And that's not correct in Canadian society. Absolutely. It's fairness. So... I'm not laughing at it. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the States, watching it from the 50s to now. I'm just amazed it's still so blinked. Mm-hmm. And very little's done. Right. I guess that's what my issue will be. Right. Yeah. You know, it's still publicly known. Yeah. But very little is done to change it. And that's where I think we as Canadians need to have a serious conversation about it. Right. Because it's affect everybody. 
Absolutely, 100%. And I feel like in today's generation within America, because you have a bigot like Trump in office and all the things that he said, I feel like outwardly racism is more encouraged now. Um, and, and there's different levels of racism. Like we all know, it's more than just screaming out the N word. I mean, yeah, you have, you have systemic racism. You have like you have racial profiling, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's, there's so many forms of it. But I feel like with with someone like Trump in office who is so unapologetic about his ignorance, yeah. I feel like people who are feel like, like they him can come out more. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is why you have cases. Corner store. Whatever exactly. Her corner name store is. Caroline. Which is why you have cases of the corner store Caroline <laughs> yeah. and Barbecue Becky who feel like they are empowered. Empowered. That's yeah. such a terrible word to use. <laughs> know, but yeah. they feel empowered yeah. to call people out for dare I say living their lives. Yeah. And you know exactly, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Wearing a backpack. Exactly. Because <laughs> like if it was somebody who had their complexion, they yeah. wouldn't dare call them out. Because oh, no, yeah. they see someone who looks like them, yeah. and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm safe. That little boy would never do that. Exactly. Of yeah. course not. It's the benefit of the doubt. That's what well, is Well, it's good all the other of... people at the store were like, uh, you're totally wrong about this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. off base on this yeah, one. Yeah, way, way far off. Absolutely. <laughs> Gary, your, your, your thoughts as well. When you speak of uh, Mr. Trump, mm-hmm. you're speaking of a being that is answering a call. You, all people in the world must realize this. Mm-hmm. This has been brewing for almost 500 years mm. of this mentality. And he is just he is just a symptom of it. Mm-hmm. It's already there. What people of color need to realize, I'd rather know you feel that way about me. Yeah. So when you come to me that way that day, I can deal with you. Then yeah. I got my back and you're thinking it's all cool. Right. And it ain't. Exactly. So I'd rather know who you are. I, come on out. Yeah. Yep. Come on. You're the next contestant. Yeah, exactly. Like then we can deal with the plus about us. But as long as they stay hidden, mm-hmm. you can't do much with him. He is just a reflection of them, like the, Absolutely. the moon, the light yep. and earth, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's nothing but the moon. Right. And the focus should not be on him. It should be on this been growing for 500 years. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. And your generation can end it because you, at any time that I've lived from Martin Luther King on, this generation right now, especially in Canada, yeah. has an opportunity to change the world. How? By making the difference. No big deal. Yeah. Canadians are learning how. So what? You gay? Whatever. Come on, let's have a beer. Hey, let's exactly. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. This is simple. It's no big secret. Why we please and thank you? You know, it's us. Mm-hmm. We just gotta remain us. And when the rest of this passes us will be left standing to represent. Mm-hmm. And people are looking for a change. And Canada is the next best thing to change mm-hmm. because we already have made ourselves who we are. So we got to keep looking at the world but also reflecting there is a sun to that moon. Mm-hmm. The sun will be the power of fairness. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to be born. He has to do this. It's what we do in response that makes it effective enough. Exactly. Right. He's showing his cards. So and all we got to do yeah. is, is, is bond together yeah. and move forward and not be afraid of him. Exactly. Right. Because at least I'd rather see the devil I'm fighting than not. There yeah, you go. Exactly. All right? If I'm going to fight the devil, I want to see the full horn. So I know I can <laughs> the shin. I'm fighting on the arm. I'm poking in the eye. Yeah. I'm doing every damn thing. Yeah. You know, we have to make fun so we don't get caught up in and kill ourselves right yeah so that's all I, that's how i see it right? right right absolutely and with that said we're gonna end off tonight's show um, he just got you eh? yeah he did he, he just messed dropping up your whole wisdom. head oh yeah dropping wisdom i yeah, love it i love it yeah nonetheless like i want to thank you guys for for coming through uh Nick, both you nathan and gary as well thank you once again the first father-son duo I, yeah. i've had in the studio so it was an honor it was a pleasure um social media where, where, where can the people find you at so Nathan Ali, double, mm-hmm. I mean Nathan double underscore Ali on Twitter, Instagram, Nathan Ali music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely that's it. Nathan Ali double underscore. All right, that's what's up. And uh, Gary, are you on the social media as well? I'm Gary Martin, uh, Prince of Blues, also Gary Martin Funk brother of Canada. Mm-hmm. So they can find me there and research me from that point. 
All right, that's what's up. And yeah, we're gonna promote we're gonna promote your, your guys' music and all your projects coming out. So awesome. the moment you have a new single coming, send it to me. Yeah, send man. it to me. Yeah. Well, it's coming soon. Absolutely. We'll play it on the podcast and everything so that people can get that replay value for you guys as well. Awesome. Uh nonetheless, you guys can catch me on social media as well at Cool Radio CC on multiple platforms as well. You guys already know what the what the handle is. And as you already know, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs> cool.